Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You don't always have to like him. But you have to respect him. The Roy Green Show continues. The Roy Green Show continues on the Chorus Radio Network. The uh, 100th anniversary of the Battle of Vimy Ridge, it started on April the 9th, 1917, and a hundred years later, the ceremonies were taking place in France to honor the men who fought in that battle and the men who won the battle. Now, there's some conjecture about whether or not that battle really was the backbone for what eventually formed Canada. Um, I'm going to put it to you this way. Some historians say no, but I have to think that battles such as Vimy Ridge, whether they are specifically and definitely and solely responsible for creating the emotion that drives a nation forward, or whether they're part of the equation, it really doesn't matter because it's all part of the same accomplishment. Now, have a listen to Global News' Jeff Semple in France today. Well, you can hear there the flyover from the French Royal Air Force concluding the ceremony here at Vimy Ridge. More than 20,000 people gathered here, including the Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, French President Francois Hollande, and the heir to the throne, Prince Charles, was also here along with his sons, Princes William and Harry, along with thousands of other Canadians, a sea of red and white here veterans, their families, and school children right across the country. There are, in fact, almost as many Canadians here as there were exactly 100 years ago today when 30,000 Canadian soldiers were tasked with retaking Vimy Ridge. It was the first time in history that all four Canadian divisions fought in a single formation, what Brigadier General Alexander Ross called the birth of a nation. But the victory came at a heavy cost. More than 3,500 Canadians were killed in that battle, the single deadliest, bloodiest day in Canadian military history. Their names now engraved on the Vimy Ridge Memorial here. Based on the crowds, the thousands who have turned out today, it seems certain that the, their memory and what they accomplished here 100 years ago will endure. Jeff Semple, Global News, Vimy Ridge. I'm so glad uh, that we that we care enough to still honor these particular days and these particular occurrences historically, that we still care enough and honor it enough. But it happens on specific days, on certain days, on certain anniversaries, certain years, the centennial, the sesquicentennial. Whatever an event happens is on a specific anniversary. And a number of years ago, uh, when I was... Uh, working the network show in the 90s, there was a um, there was a major effort underway, and I'm trying to remember what the anniversary was. Maybe it was the 50th anniversary or 60th anniversary of D-Day. And because it was that specific anniversary, the whole world was engaged. Princes and queens and kings and prime ministers and major celebrities showed up in, uh, in Normandy on uh, Juneau Beach and on the, uh, on, the, on the other beaches that were used to attack the Germans and, and get inland and start the, 
the beginning of the end of the Second World War. And it was a well-done special commemoration on that date. And then the next year, on June the 6th, nothing. Nothing. And I remember going into the studio and saying, I remember a year ago today, everybody was talking about June the 6th. Everyone. Everyone. All the uh, media coverage was, was intense and immense. Today, nothing. And my phone line started to line up and ring. One, two, I didn't ask a question. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten phone lines. All of them. And all people wanted to do all morning was talk about their family members in the war and talk about the value and the importance of remembering what happened and honoring those who fought. So it's fine, and it's important that we recognize the anniversaries. Once in a while, let's also remember in the non-anniversary years because they're just as important. It's 100 years, though. It's a, a significant, very significant anniversary. Michael Schiavo is a uh, teacher at um, Ancaster Meadows Elementary School in the Hamilton area. And Mike has for many years taught his students, the entire student body at the school, to value military accomplishments, military victories, and the historically important military victories, and specifically to also particularly honor Remembrance Day and this uh, 100th anniversary of the Vimy Ridge Battle as well. Mike, uh, you're a special teacher. We live in a country where I think in four provinces it's absolutely not mandatory to teach Canadian history at all, and yet here you are making it your mission to teach are your kids about the value of the accomplishments of the Canadian military in not only winning wars, but in fact safeguarding our way of life. Thank you for what you do. And thank you very, very much. And, and how interested are the kids? When you start out, when you begin, on the first day, when you start to talk to them about whether it's uh, uh, Vimy Ridge or, or Remembrance Day, how interested are they at the beginning? And by the time you get to the end and you have the big events at the school, how interested are they then? Well, I, you know, talk about uh, this is a great country. Um, you know, freedom, as you said before, freedom is not cheap. It came at a high cost. And uh, all you out there, you know, look around, and I say to many of my students in grade 8, those people that volunteered back in World War One, World War Two, were not much older than you. And you look at this, and it says they went off to war knowing to pay the ultimate sacrifice. And it says, let's look back in history, let's look back in time and try to put, uh, put yourself in the shoes of those, of those young men and women back in the First World War signing up, Second World War signing up. Right. And, and how do they respond? What, when you're talking about grade 8, how, how old are the kids, 13? 13 and 14. 13 and 14 years old. Well, so, in the case of the history, so I preface, I say, when I do my history unit, I says, you know, Canada was created in 1867. However, many people define a nation, and that definition of a nation came for Canada in 1917 at a famous battle. I'll leave it up to you to find what that battle has been or was. And the past week, they've been really engaged, uh, doing a media literacy assignment. They start presenting tomorrow morning. They've been asking questions. In fact, one student even asked me, I said, Mr. Lochavel, what happened in World War II to the monument? I said, that's a good question. You know? And it was recently on the, seat, well, on the, you know, on the news talked about that, and, and yeah. she found out about it, and she said, can I put that in my presentation? I said, absolutely. So Mike, they're all engaged. 
Yeah, Mike, when you when you talk about, and you mentioned that these soldiers were not much older than your students are. So they're 13, 14 years of age. Some of these stu- uh, soldiers, quite a few of them, many of them were 18 or 19 years of age. Or younger. Or even younger, that's yeah. right. Uh, so when these young people of today look back and they see the photographs or they see video or, or you tell them about what was going on, there's such a, a technological divide oh, yes. between today yeah. and a hundred years ago. Yeah. What do they have to say about what 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 lack of technology the soldiers a hundred years ago had to live with? Well, I just see it like I say to them, you know, like back then, this is all you had. You know, you had a rifle and you had some support, and you know, like I spoke to many of my students, like when you were told to go over the top, you went over the top. Well. You know, and, uh, you know, basically, uh, you know, you had no choice. You had, but you, many of them were there. They volunteered. I, also, I often talk about what happened at Yves, Belgium, in a poison gas attack. And the, uh, for the first time, the Canadian troops were exposed to poison gas. And I explained to them, you know, like the mustard gas, what it did to the lungs. And there was French-Algerian troops along one side who, who uh, basically panicked and fled. And how the Canadians urinated into their handkerchiefs and held the line. And I'm going to tell them that story. They say, is that a true story? Our soldiers, our military, really have fought with and served with absolute distinction. Very in much. Campaign after campaign, and they worry the enemy, and they encourage the allies. They, we really have a reputation. Canadians have a reputation for being real war fighters. For the right reason. That's correct. Yeah. For freedom. For freedom. Yep. Hold on, Mike. We're going to come back. Mike Lushivalvo from uh, Ancaster Meadows School in the Hamilton area. I want to talk to him some more about what the kids uh, are learning and how they're responding and what they're reacting and what may have surprised Mike about what he's heard from uh, from some of his students uh, during these discussions about whether it's Vimy Ridge or um, Remembrance Day. And then Kent Morrison is going to be joining us from uh, Global Edmonton. The story of the Battle of Vimy Ridge through the eyes and the history and the experience of Joseph Goldie Fairholm of Alberta. It's an incredible story. Stick around, please. Roy won't take no or no comment sitting down. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Michael Chavo is a teacher at Ancaster Meadows School, joins us on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. And Mike makes it a point that all of his students understand and appreciate the special military anniversaries and the special military dates. Today it's the 100th anniversary of Vimy Ridge. Uh, You'll appreciate this uh, tweet I just received from uh, one of our listeners, and it's uh, at Buscott, and uh, he writes, my great-great-grandfather was there, and the Psalm too, mm-hmm. and he was awarded the Victoria Cross. That would be amazing, wouldn't it, Mike? And you know what, Roy, some of the students asked you what the Victoria Cross was, and I said, well, I'll guide you along, and uh, there's some research here, and they found out what the Victoria's Cross was, and sometimes how it was awarded posthumously. And, and tell us, please, remind everyone of the significance of the Victoria Cross. The Victoria Cross is a bravery medal, a British uh, medal of bravery. 
utmost bravery in the line of in the line of fight, in the line of duty. So you're right. You're uh, risking your life above and beyond doing what you normally would do as a soldier. Yep. You've done something that that your fellow soldiers took particular note of, and it made its way up the line, and they checked it out and decided there was an exceptional act of bravery, and you exactly. received the Victoria Cross. That's right. Now you talk about uh, students not necessarily knowing what's what's happening, but what do you, as a teacher, make of the fact that we live in a country where, and I don't know again what the specific number is, but it's probably four provinces where teaching Canadian history is not mandatory anywhere through the elementary and the uh, secondary uh, school life experience? What's wrong with that? I mean, you know, from your perspective, my perspective is uh, after teaching for thirty-two years, it's always important to learn from our past to learn from our past, to avoid mistakes, to see how in the past history how mistakes have been made and not to recreate those mistakes, to learn about the culture of your country, to be proud of your country, to know how your country was created, and to, you know, and to realize that Canada is a country of immigrants, that all these immigrants that came over here had great contributions. I look at the, the Aboriginal soldiers uh, watching this morning from Vimy, uh, paying tribute to them, the French-Canadian soldiers, all the people. If you look on, those, on the list there, many types of names. And just be proud of what this country did. Do you find that we have enough appreciation, that there's no, enough appreciation above and beyond the school reality, just in the political spectrum? Uh, I, I wish... Uh, this country would probably do more, uh, you know, in terms of history to uh, to honor um, its um, brave men in uniform on a regular basis, as opposed to when these significant uh, historical dates come along. Would be nice. Yeah. So, what happens tomorrow, Mike, at the school with the students for uh, for Vimy Ridge? Tomorrow morning, my class eight uh, B will begin their presentations, and that starts right at uh, right after opening exercises. I will pause with my grade eights tomorrow morning, and uh, again, I will speak to them about uh, this is a day p- a plus one of the battle, and we will stand for uh, for a moment of silence in my class after Old Canada, and then we'll begin the presentations, and they'll go till about uh, about ten forty. Mike, thanks for all you do. Thanks for all you teach the kids because they are going to be taking it with them through life and they will pass it along. And if that's the best way and sometimes the the only way to, to uh, remember the stories and yep. remember the accomplishments of our men and women in uniform, then fine. I have an awesome bunch of grade eights this year, Roy. They make me very proud and uh, look forward to seeing them tomorrow. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, Mike, all the best to you. Uh, take care, Roy. Thank Mike you. Lu- Mike Loscalvo is a um, teacher at Ancaster Meadows School. Uh, Dave is calling in on the Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Dave, thank you for the call. Go ahead, please. Yes. Hi. How are you today? I'm good, sir. How are um, you? Yeah, good. Thanks. Uh, my grandfather was in the First World War. He was in the uh, Russian campaign with uh, Newfoundland Regiment, uh, David Crew Patterson, and he went... Uh, he went all the way through Russia, and uh, he used to talk about it from time to time. Not very much, but uh, he did uh, return, came back home, and uh, stopped off in Newfoundland briefly, and then came right straight to Saskatchewan. Now, was this World War One, World War Two, World War One, World War One? Yeah, did I say two? No, one. No, no you World, didn't. World, I just wanted to yeah. be sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
And uh, so he was also quiet about it. Yeah, he was he was quiet about it. He sometimes he would talk about you know the the executions and what have you that was happening in 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 Russia. He saw quite a bit, you know. Yeah. With uh, but he was of course that was on. I guess that was uh, they they were there in support of the Tsar. I don't remember the way he put it, but uh, he was with the with the Newfoundland regiment, and uh, of course, being uh, when he came out to Saskatchewan after he left Newfoundland, he never went back, but he. Uh, Married a, a an indigenous Cree woman and uh, raised uh, ten kids in wow. in in uh, in Lawrence, Saskatchewan. Yeah. Dave, thank you for the call. It uh, it makes a difference. We remember the people who are part of our lives and part of our history. On days like today, uh, Michael is in Regina. Thank you, Michael, for the call. You had a grandfather who was involved at Passchendaele. I did, and that was uh, a, that was that was another one of the massive battles involving Canadians, one of the best-known battles of World War One. Yeah, for those that made it back, yeah. Those who made it back, yes. Anyway, uh, he was decorated for valor, um, and uh, this skeleton story is that he was a runner. He was sent back uh, to bring up tanks, and when he did, he was, a rec- uh, he was decorated for valor because it was a pretty heavy target practice. But he tells the story a little bit different. He kind of laughs it off. He said he was so mad at the guys in the tank, they wouldn't let him in, so he had to run ahead of them. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, the casualties in that conflict were... Uh, horrendous. Horrendous is a, is a mild way. I mean, it was really just slaughter in a lot of cases. Yeah, yeah, and they were just, again, to repeat, they were kids. Yeah. So many of them were yeah. just kids. They're all kids when they, when they go to war. Yeah, yeah. Just a... Smart guy. <laughs> Old guys don't go to war. Old guys start the wars, and the young guys have to go and fight them, right? Yeah, I guess, I guess. Thank you, Bob. I appreciate your call. Thanks. Troy Green Show Chorus Radio Network. Passchendaele, another one of the uh, massive battles. But the runners, they had uh, an awful job, as uh, we just heard, that uh, they become target practice for the snipers as they move from trench to trench, from officer to officer, delivering messages. Now, of course, it's all done electronically. Technology is so incredibly advanced. But then, as we said earlier, they still had horses pulling artillery. And if you wanted to get a message from one area of the front to another, you put the dispatch into a satchel that went around the neck of a soldier, and the soldier had to run it to the next uh, officer wherever he was told to take it. When we come back, we're going to be speaking with uh, one of our colleagues at uh, Global Television and Kent Morrison who's a global Edmonton news anchor, will be telling us the story of Joseph Goldie Fairholm of Alberta and his participation in the uh, Battle of Vimy Ridge. And there's a story of a diary that goes along with this. Don't go away.